well, our moms think we're funny. But yeah, I think we might have to come back to this one, and we may have to kind of change it up some. Be like, not just move, like scenes that get us pumped, but like, like you know, sometimes I watch a movie and it really kind of like solidifies in me, like, like I've always wanted to make movies, but like I really want to make movies, like. Like this is this is it. This is the thing that I see that has an impact on me that makes me want to make movies. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's there's scenes like that that yeah yeah that uh that are that I, it's like like when I watch them like yep that's that's what I want to do mm-hmm. and because they really um they really have an effect on me. Yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's it's all those little moments i've spent the entire past two hours trying to think of something from chasing amy and i don't think there's any like one little moment kind of like fight club where it's like there's no, there's not like that one little moment even though that's one of my favorite movies of all time that it's like I, I don't think there's any like specific line that it's just like god yes you know i for me i think there is and i think it it applies to a lot of my friendships um when and I'll say I'll say this for for like right now for us in particular when they're sitting there and uh, and they're talking and he goes uh, you know everybody's got their own agenda he's like what's your agenda he goes to watch your back to make sure that everything that that you know that we've built up you know over the past couple of years isn't you know you know going to be you know fall apart be destroyed and it's like it's like she's not going to mess up the comic books like I'm not talking about the comic book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's like that is really good. That's a um, great line, and I love the I, way I love the way it's delivered too. Like he's just like, it's just just so like, you know, just he, he just he just landed all out there. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he doesn't look at him. It's not his moments where I want to show you just how serious I am. Mean, it's like it's 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 so serious. Like I can't look at you. Like yeah, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that's like a real thing with like guy camaraderie. That eye contact is you know. Eye contact isn't really necessary. Yeah, to really have a connection like that, and and there's a lot of times where like it's kind of a show of respect not to make eye contact because a lot of times eye contact is like you're kind of trying to establish dominance. Yeah, and so like just that side by side, you're both facing the same direction. Like there's there's a lot more intimacy to that for for guys. Yeah, and I so. and, and I don't want to make when when I'm talking to a guy and I'm trying to kind of like share, you know, my, my feelings about something. And like, I, I don't want to make that connection with you. I'm j- I'm not trying to get you to, to understand me, you know, to be like, do you feel me? Like, you know, I'm telling you how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to look you in the eye so you can like, do you, you do you see where I'm coming from here? Do you feel I'm like, like no, I'm telling you how I feel and that's it. So right, right. I don't need to make that kind of net connection. You're going to either pick up on it and, you know, and you'll get it or you won't. Right. Um, but, but I'm saying it and this is probably the only time I'm going to say it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think probably the rawest line for me from Chasing Amy is um, when she tells him I love you, but I'm not your bitch. Oh God. She slaps him. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, like God, that hurts, dude. That, that that hurts. I mean, there's there's a lot of kick to that, but like, yeah, like that that's probably the line I relate to the most, dude. When he starts talk, when he starts going through the whole thing, and she's and she starts shaking her head, she's like, "No, don't don't do this." Mm-hmm. And 
And it's like, do you want you really want to just reach into the TV and like, like, dude, I like, no, just stop, just stop, <laughs> just stop right stop now. Talking, please stop talking, Ben Affleck. Yeah, just oh man. Yeah, like that that whole scene, that that whole scene just like rips your heart right out of your chest and stomps it into the dirt. But yeah, like I I absolutely get that line on a very very deep level. And and you know, and when it's all over, he's sitting there like you know. Like what? What did I do? Like I, I came into this like with the best intentions of of making everything right. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that he was trying to please everybody yep. and he couldn't. And and then and he lost everybody because, like, he had to make a decision that he didn't want to make. Mm-hmm. And but in a way, it's like he put himself in that in that position. Like I. I, I tell you the the one I think that really um, that really gets me uh, is and if you've ever liked a girl that you didn't think that you had a chance with, or or that you hoped shared your feelings, but you knew you not not even deep inside you knew on the surface that there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Right, but but something you just have to say. But maybe you maybe you you've just been way too subtle about telling about like showing that you like you know like how you feel about them, and then they're sitting there in the car, and he's just like, just lays it all out there, and it's mm-hmm. like, and and then like he's like you know, and, and I can tell you know you know by the look on your face that the the answer is no, and it's like and, and you're like yeah it is, and the thing is. You, if you like, if you've been God that's been in that situation, you know mm-hmm. that you wanted to, you wanted to have a conversation, you wanted to say that, but the reason that you didn't is because in your mind you knew that the answer was always no. You knew it was. Yep, you like yeah. you're like oh maybe some kind of like male like like a fairy tale thing where I'll let them know and then they'll be like like oh really well um like no you know that and then mm-hmm. he doesn't like and then you're like this is why. I've never done that, you yep, know. Yeah. And and then it's you know lucky for him in the end it works out um, temporarily, <laughs> but you know um, I guess it got it's it's a crusher, man. It, it really is. is. It, oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it's probably one of the most personal things Kevin Smith has ever done. No, he said so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like oh man, it's. Yeah, chasing him is, is is one of my favorites, and then it's when you find out that thing, just like uh, just like he does, you find out that thing. Um, it's like, yeah, but they said this, and like, yeah, I want to, like, I want to believe this is true, and at the same time, though, like, part of you says, but I don't want to be a sucker. You know, I don't want to just believe because for someone that I really don't know all that well, mm-hmm. I don't want to just believe everything is true because I, I, you know, we're still getting to know each other. Yeah. And then you kind of dig a little bit. Yeah. And because you don't want to be a sucker. And then it's like, oh, well, wait a minute now. Now I've got to make a decision. Do I want to ignore that? Or do I want to find out the truth? And neither one of them are going to take me to a good place. Right, right. And that's, you know, that, yeah, that's what sucks about that is that like you're now officially in a lose lose situation. Yeah. 
And and then you get the I blew him while Koei fucked me. Like that you get that line. It's like Oh What's beautiful about that is that as soon as she says that is when the guy like gets his jaw broken in the yeah. hockey rink. <laughs> Just crack and the blood goes flying. Even I knew what she was getting at. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's an amazing, amazing movie. It is good. It's, oh. you know, I and when I watched the movie, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I'm not rooting for for him. I'm not. I'm not rooting for him to win to get the girl or whatever. I'm just I'm sitting there as a spectator, just watching it all unfold, mm-hmm. and and then just looking like, oh god, no, like, <laughs> bro, um, yeah. Um, it's like like no, you don't you don't want to you don't want to do that you don't like yep, <laughs> and like um like like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not rooting for Holden because like. It's, it, I know it's just I, something something about it it's not that it doesn't feel real but like it just like it's not gonna work out like something yeah, about it just yeah. isn't gonna work out yeah like that that's what you're rooting for is like would you please just like catch on that this is not meant to be like let her live her life because the absolute best that you can do is just drag her down yeah and I mean, I, I get. I mean, she has her whole thing of like when he's like, you know, well, you know, well, you know, why me? And she's like, well, because you know, I kind of forgot this whole thing was. And um, and 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 Banky doesn't help out really. No, he, no. he doesn't. But you know, um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, the black guy. Oh, um. Um, but when he's sitting there and he's like, you know, like, you know, like Banky loves you like deeper than like more than he, than, you know, he'll, like, then he'll, he loves you more than, you know, than he realizes, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, but not in love with you, but like, like everything that you guys have, like that whole relationship, like he is afraid of, of losing that. And the only thing that could take that away from him is a woman. Yep. You know, and it's like, while like, he doesn't want to, he wasn't want to deny you happiness at the same time, though, he knows that that's the one thing that would make you give up everything you guys have, 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 you know, made everything that you've built together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, shit, like uh, I could lose it all, but, but, uh, but I also can't like stop you from having, from being happy. Like. I'm I'm not technically happy, but I'm content. Right. You know? Right. But I know that you need more than what I need. And like I it's like it, I I watch that movie and, and all I am is just a spectator. I d I can't I I don't root for either one of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, I just like Well, they're both very, very selfish in their ways. And in a lot of ways, Alyssa is too. Oh yeah. Very much so. So, it's just like, much like an episode of Seinfeld, it's just like, these are all terrible people, and you're just kind of waiting for them to get what's coming to them. 
in a lot of ways. But that, but like in in the case of chasing Amy, it, it doesn't make it any less sad. Where it's just like, damn, they all got really really hurt, and they didn't have to. Yep. I will say this in chasing Amy, like she, Alyssa could have been more communicative. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing, you know, like, cause Banky's like, you know, she, you know, she's, she's experienced shit that, you know, that we never have, you know, um, right, right. and, and knowing that, and, and even, um, uh, what's his name? He's, he's, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of lie to a guy and tell him, you know, yeah, oh, I've never done this before. You're rocking my world. And, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but his whole thing is like, I'm not in it for the long term. If you're in it for the long term, though, you can start that off, but then you've got to come clean and be like okay hey let's talk about this Mm -hmm. and you got to talk about it seriously not just in this joking manner of like oh when i was in high school this happened and this happened and this happened um and then like when all is said and done like next time that holden bumps into her she's with a woman again yep it's like so like so was i was i a phase like was any was any of that real? I know what I felt for you was real, mm-hmm. you know, but was any of that real? But as I see it, then Holden's just like, you know what? It doesn't matter if, if you felt it, I felt it. Right. So here's a story that I wrote about how I felt about the situation with you. And I don't need you to validate it, you know? Yep. And, uh, and I, I like that he... You know, he just kind of, he walks away and he's just like, you know, I finally had something personal to tell. And then he, he walks away and he's like, and I think at that moment he's like, you know, I don't think I will ever hear from her and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's accepted it. He's moved on. You know, and, and I think also when he sees Banky and he's like, I don't think I'll ever hear from you either again, either. Um, and while I'm not okay with that, I also know that you and I are not the same people we were at the beginning. Yep. And yeah. that even if we started to talk again, it wouldn't, we would not like connect in the same way as we did before. Yeah. It's like those wounds don't just disappear. Like that, that, that's a situation where it's like, it kind, of, kind of like getting together with an ex where it's like, who knows what the trigger's gonna be to just start all that shit up again. <clears throat> At which point you're just kind of waiting for that whole, like, you're waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. It just becomes its its whole own set of problems. It's like, I mean, like, I, yeah, I, you know, we had problems as, as a couple and, um, and we both have, have changed and, and grown maybe for the best. You know, I hope for the best. You know, I'm the same person I was then. And maybe not being the same person means that the things you liked about me are what have changed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the fact that we're talking again now and, and, you know, we're making a connection, is it because we really are connected or is it because, like, you found yourself in a situation where they're going to sacrifice a baby? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, so <laughs> had some drinks, did some drugs. Next thing I know, yada yada yada. We're <laughs> <laughs> sacrificing that baby. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah, chasing him is one that's like really, you know, you know, I think what's why it's hard for me to, or why I can't 
make a decision or say like, I want, like, I feel for like this person, this person, I want this person to win is because I can identify with both of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can identify with the immature like, like nature of Banky and, and all that. And the, and the, the, the strict desire to not change who I am mm-hmm. because, you know, like I like who I am and I don't want to change it. But sometimes there are parts about yourself you need to change, but like, but I don't really want to because if I change who I am, then do I don't know who I am. Right. Yeah. You know, or at least that's the that's the initial like impression. Like if I change who I am, then I don't know who I am anymore. Right. Um yeah. but but some but you have to change to grow. And then you've got someone like Holden who is like, I want to grow, I want to mature, I want to move on. But at the same time, I'm not emotionally ready or mature enough to be able to do that. Yeah. It's like you don't know what it is to grow up. Right. Which, you know, also kind of ties into Fight Club. I can't get married. I'm a 30-year-old boy. Yeah. It's like, Holden, you, you don't know what it is to be in the kind of relationship you're you're pursuing here. Mm-hmm. Which is which is why he's so blindsided when he realizes, oh, she has a history that I didn't expect. Right. Which, you know, that's kind of the whole message of Scott Pilgrim is that, you know, everybody's got baggage. Yeah. At, you know, at its absolute core, that is the message of Scott Pilgrim. Is that, which, is, which is why... Um, it's, I guess it's, it's not in the movie, is it? But it's in the, it's in the comics where it's like, when he gets the, the more powerful sword, it's not the power of love, it's the power of understanding. Which yeah, I, I think the, it's, I think it's self-respect one, in the movie. Yeah, the, like, the yeah. first one is, is love, and then, and then it's like, Scott earned the power of self-respect. Yeah, <sighs> but like in the, in the comics, it's like... The, you know, it's originally the, the katana, and it's the power of love, but then he pulls out, like, a big buster sword from Final Fantasy, and it's like, it's the power of understanding, because, like, he gets it. He gets that everybody's got their baggage. Right. So, you know, it's it's that kind of thing with, with chasing Amy, where it's like, you, you're gonna have to just accept when you're, when you're in your mid-30s and just getting into pursuing a serious relationship you're not going to get somebody who doesn't have baggage. Yeah. Like, if you want that shit, you got to marry your high school sweetheart and just hope that you get really, really lucky. Yeah. And that it's not one of the, like, 55% that ends in divorce. But, like, it's like, yeah, he's he's just too much of a child to really know what he's actively trying to get here. And, and you know, the, the problem with that is, like, Scott doesn't doesn't acknowledge like the baggage that he has mm-hmm. to him is like everybody else has baggage but he doesn't and she and she even asked him kind of in a sense she's like oh, what about you and that girl knives oh, oh knives is fine she's with like young neil now it's like yeah so everything is cool with you <laughs> <laughs> and like and what about you and kim well, i was like yeah well, he's like you know we dated her she had braces and like uh, we were, Freckles, whatever it was, and it's like in the and that's it. It's like he doesn't really acknowledge until the end. Like, oh yeah, I've got my baggage too. Mm-hmm. And but instead, he thinks that he's the only one that doesn't. And you know, and 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 resists when everybody calls him out on his shit. Yep. yep. You know. So, like, yeah, and that's that's the whole thing where he like always denies that he drinks, even though he drinks. Throughout the entire story, it's like, no, you you do. No, I, I never drink. I don't drink. I, I only had two gin and tonics. 
What, you want one? <laughs> yeah, it's, um... Those those are the kind of, of movies you know that when you're when you're watching them and you like you're like wow like I think Scott Pilgrim was one that I took it when I first saw it, I took it completely on surface level mm-hmm. and then it was after repeated watchings where I'm like God there's so much more to this than than I'm saying and mm-hmm. and uh, and then and like and Scott's the bad guy like yeah. Scott is is hands down the bad guy yeah scott um, was an absolute dick so I, I feel pretty lucky because I, I read the comics before watching the movie you know i think one of the things about about that that um um is when ramona comes clean and scott still doesn't when she's like the truth is it was me that pursued him you know and and scott's still like oh no no like I'm, I haven't done anything. Like you know, like it's not my these. All these people have problems that had nothing to do with me. Like, mm-hmm. dude, really? Like, no. Like you've been the you've been the the part of the problem with all this stuff. Yep. Like yeah. not not completely, but you've been the problem. And she's like, no. Have you always been the dumper? You've never been the dumpy. It's like, yeah, you've kind of used them until something bigger or better came along, mm-hmm. and then you left them for that or something different, but you never fully. Like took any of their needs into consideration. Yeah, yeah. And then you moved along, like everything was okay. And because you're, like the only because the only person that really calls you, well, like Kim calls him out on his stuff, but she never fully says like you did this to me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she's expecting him to to grow up, but I think she realized that like she he's not going to, he's never going to. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna constantly put that out there and be like, I'm not okay with you. And, and things you did, we can be in a band together, but that's as far as it goes because you're never going to admit to, you know, to who you are. Yeah. 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 And you see, you see it a lot more so in the books, but it's like, they've got such a compromised friendship. It's like, she's obviously still feeling the wounds from their history. Oh yeah. Especially when she sees him constantly uh like treat other people like that mm-hmm. and it's like this guy's not learning he's not learning anything yep which i think i think she has a line like that right that it's like you never change or like you you haven't changed a bit something like that and maybe that's only in the books it's something i think there's something like that it's like all, all anybody ever really quotes kim for is if your life had a face i would punch it Scott Pilgrim, you are salt of the earth. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I mean, scum of the earth. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what should you say? Hey, Kim, do you have any any like any stories about Scott? Yeah, he's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Do you play the drums? Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> oh. So, you know, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And we're way, way off topic here, but... Oh, this this is an entire sub-episode. We've, uh-huh. we've talked about chasing Amy and Scott Pilgrim for 45 minutes now. Okay. So, so this, this is a standalone episode now. <laughs> uh, so, let me ask you this. Um, so, um, so, Natalie broke up with Scott. Mm-hmm. But did she? 
Um, in the comics, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, she broke up with him, but did she, like, did she really break up with him or had this already kind of, like, like come to an end? Well, oh. I mean, Scott's very destructive to all of the relationships that he's in. Right. Like, friendships and romantic relationships. He has always been a dick, and he's always been a terrible person. Even when it flashes back to the high school days when he first meets Kim, he's he's always been an absolute dick. That the whole thing with um with Todd Ingram, like the reason that was such a big fight compared to a lot of the other ones. Most of the other fights are fairly uneventful. He had a, a hell of a big fight with Todd, and Todd is Todd is basically the antithesis of Scott. He's perfect in every way, he's jacked, he's handsome, he's got all these amazing superpowers, he's a better bassist, all that stuff. Somebody wants to get funky. <laughs> oh, some poorly contrived deus ex machina. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like, everything you ever see out of Scott is that he's this shallow, superficial douchebag. Well, I was thinking because I'm wondering if Scott started to started to sabotage your relationship because obviously um, the Clash of Demon Head was blowing up because she goes from being I guess like a local band or whatever to like boom she gets signed to a major label and she's gone yeah, she and toured she, with the Pixies right and she's <laughs> like a superstar and then she's she's gone and he doesn't see her again until they come mm-hmm. back and of course he's like yeah and, and then you know. And she started seeing me, and that's when she broke up with. They became a a, uh, a big star, and that's when she broke up with me. But here he is with you know sex bob bomb that aren't taking off, and of mm-hmm. course he's not fully applying himself to it either. No, um, and like here it is, she she is, and he's like, oh well, there's probably a little bit of jealousy there. Um, well, there's definitely jealousy there, but like the way their history works by timeline is that like in college. Scott and Steven Stills and Envy were part of a band called Kid Chameleon. And that started taking off like crazy. And um, it was like at that point that she started up on the keyboards, which I think was Scott's original thing, maybe? No, no, um... And it was, it was somewhere around that time that he, like, she she's basically the reason that he played bass. Was and like she started bringing in other band members and stuff, and so as they were taking on more and more gigs, finally Scott was like, "This isn't the reason that I wanted a band in the first place. I wanted to do a band so I could have fun and pick up chicks, and now you're trying to make it this corporate thing where we're getting record deals." So they split up at that point, and that's when she started forming Clash at Demon Head. But uh, yeah. It's like it's later on that he finds out that she's hooking up with uh with Todd. At which point when he tries to confront her on it, she basically dumps him. Right. Well, of course she she dumps him on the night that he gets his haircut. <laughs> so he got that absolutely terrible haircut and you like he's been pro- cutting his own hair ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so he approaches her and he's like, Look at me, I got my haircut and she's like, Go away, Todd, we're done or go away, Scott, we're done. Which he then blames on the haircut. <laughs> it totally wasn't a big thing. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was mutual. It wasn't. She dumped him. It was brutal. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I, I need to reread the books. It's been a long time. But... I like you had long. You love me more if it was short. <laughs> oh God, you want me to get a haircut, don't you? <laughs> You know, you made me think of what, one of my favorite lines from Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know what the line is too. No, oh, there's so many good lines though. <laughs> but we, we were actually just leading up to it in our conversation just now. All right, refresh my memory. So we were leading up to this, like, uh, it's like, uh, let's go frog. Dude. The only reason we're going for a walk is so you can put on that stupid hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we we go to a little bit further, and then there's one of my favorite lines, which I think is also one of your favorite lines too. Probably, yeah. Um, I'm, I, just, I, I don't remember the exact timeline of when that came up in the movie. So then they're walking, they end up at the castle. So the sloppy seconds line? Or? No. Oh, that's actually hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because you, cause he just looked down at his phone and you have no idea what he's looking at. He just goes, oh, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, like, forget Captain America. That's actually uh, Chris Evans' best role. Uh, well, not... I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta give Chris Evans' best role to Casey Jones and TMNT. That's true, yeah. He was in TMNT. <laughs> I love that line. It's like, you'd think they would be more worried about the 13th monster. <laughs> and the book line just not said, mm. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, um... Lucas Lee has so many great lines. Oh, he the does. Ra- the rails are garbage, bro. <laughs> Covered in ice. There are girls watching. Give me a board. <laughs> Here you go. Big fan. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> <laughs> Everything about him is just beautiful. <laughs> so, so good. I love it. You don't know about the league? And it's like, oh, no problem. He punches it. Ooh. <laughs> you really are evil. I'm going for an Oscar, bro. <laughs> Oh man, that's that. That's great. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably my favorite ex. Oh man, you know. So uh, something that does get me pumped though mm-hmm. is uh, is the uh, um, amp versus amp. Oh yeah, base battle. <laughs> <laughs> that one does. Oh it's... no, the Katayanagi twins fight. You mean? Yeah, the yeah. Katayanagi twins. Oh god, Threshold is such a good song. <laughs> Especially when, uh, when they, uh, after they get blown away, it's like, they blow the roof off. <laughs> and then he hits the pedal and then just like, and they just really crank it up and then boom, there's the, oh, yeah. oh God, I love that. And just all, all the distortion in the audio and stuff. This is the beginning of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing voices. Like that, that's so great, dude. Yeah, that, that whole. Was that pushing my thresholds, trying to the truth that I'm blind? Mm-hmm. That's God. It's it's great. Like, it's that that whole song is absolutely amazing. Thank you, Beck. <laughs> Big shout out to Beck. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and, you know Scott Pilgrim has another one of the one of my one of my hype things where they get suited up for battle. 
Oh, yeah. Because he's, like, putting on the wristbands and, like, puts on his, his Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt and then he, like, slowly ties his shoe. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. So I know it's only 45 minutes, but I guess we can probably call this an episode? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, I think we kind of we kind of went to, like, like m- scenes in movies that... Um, that kind of make you feel a certain way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, um, chasing Amy and Scott Pilgrim are both very, very significant. So it doesn't really surprise me that that became a standalone episode. But Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Um, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that we didn't do a whole thing on Fight Club. But we've done that so many times at this yeah, point. Yeah, we, we have. So. Um, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, guys there's still... There's still so much more I could say about about um, chasing Amy mm-hmm. because I I'm sure you've been you've been in situations where you've been not in love with somebody but you've been attracted to someone who you knew uh, like it's 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 like this I saw from Shrek too ever fallen with falling in love with someone you haven't fallen you shouldn't have fallen in love with yeah you know and it's like where you 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 had an interest, I'm not going to say feelings, but you've had an interest in someone that you knew like you should not have an interest in, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For, for whatever reason, you know, that you knew that that your interest was not going to be reciprocated and that you should not have an interest in them. Like, you mm-hmm. should just let like let that shit go. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, when you realize that you have that interest, the first thing you need to do is just distance yourself from them, but you won't. You never do. Yeah. Yeah. And you equally um, feed off of that of that that desire you have for them, and the despair that you know that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like they're both equally nutritious to you, and it's like it's disgusting. That is so disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Totally, totally get that. Aren't emotions like the worst fucking thing in the world? There's some bullshit. Yeah. Um, like the the way I interpret that that kind of thing, like you're talking about, like where you know you really shouldn't even entertain the notion of pursuing someone, is that like it's not that you it's not that you're attracted to that person, it's that you're attracted to the idea of that person. Right. Like you've you've built up this image of what they stand for in your in your head. And then kind of kind of like uh kind of like I love you, Beth Cooper, it's like it's Suddenly, this massive culture shock when it's like, "Oh no, they're nothing like that." Mm. Yeah, they, this is not the person I thought they were. It's like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. But for so long, you deny it. You're yeah, like, yeah. You really do deny that. Uh, like, like, no, 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 no. That this is—they are exactly who I think they are. Yep. Like, yeah, like, like, no, I've, I've decided they're the perfect one for me. Right. So they have to be. And it's like, mm, yeah, but but they're not. You know, <laughs> you should have recognized that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the thing is, you did. You just didn't want to acknowledge it. Yep. Yeah. That that's so weird that when you do that and you're like, um, and and you and you like you 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 know that, but you continue to like feed this fantasy. Cause that's really that's the only the only thing you can call it. It's just a fantasy. You feed this fantasy of someone who who isn't real like nothing about what you what you're putting out there is real like they never said those things they've never really behaved in those way they never really like express any interest to 
behave in the way that you are envisioning them, mm-hmm. but yet you still continue to do it. Yep. Yep. It's like, why? Why are you doing that? You're just making yourself sick. Yep. Like, okay. Yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's like it's it's disgusting that you thrive so much off of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. I, like, why? Like, why are you purposely doing that to yourself? Like, <laughs> you know, and and you would deny it. You'd be like, what? I'm not. I'm not doing anything. It's like, you know. Like, yeah, no, no. You, this is like you know, you're you're literally making meals out of boxes of donuts. This is a huge problem. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I just I, I like the occasional donuts. A nice treat. You've you've had six for lunch today. Yeah, it's like this is like this is not nourishment. Like like all you're getting is you're getting fake nourishment. You think that you that you're like, oh, this is fully satisfying. It's like, but it's not. And it, and you know it's not. Yep. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like I mean, I, I mean honestly, whew, I, I'm full for the day. I couldn't eat another bite. Like, no, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah, fifteen is my limit on schnitzel Rubens. <laughs> Like, all right, whatever, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's that's sad. I, I'm curious as to when you have things like that, like what drives that? What drives that that uh, that thing in you to say that this is like this is right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm curious to know, like, what what is what even is it that's like that makes your brain go, oh no, this one will be different. Yeah. This definitely won't, like, turn out like every other one has so far. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh... It's... But no, 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 that But, you know, this time it's... Or, or they've given me an impression of X, or... Like, no, no, they haven't. It's, it's, it's very much like, uh... Like Billy Madison is like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like she and I got it on. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> but uh, her and a guy, no. Yeah, it's like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like she's, you know, she's giving me every, you know, like every indication that this is like no no she she didn't like you you've inferred that and i'm sure they probably said something in in a manner that was like oh yeah it's like man i wish you know like i was more like x or like you're so cool and like like we're so like we're, we're such great friends together and like oh that means no 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 it doesn't i mean she just clearly told you that we're really good friends like that's what she just said to you we're really good friends and you're like no what she meant was no she didn't (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah we're (laughs) humans are kind of fucked up you know pretty much yeah you know i hate to i hate to bring it back around to it but um it's kind of what uh, that's kind of what what she was telling us yesterday, man. You know, if you ever get close to a human and human behaviors, you better be prepared. 
I mean, I mean, it's, you know, for someone that that's afraid of of her TV, man, she knows a lot of what she's talking about <laughs> when it comes to humans. I mean, Bjork can tell you some shit, man. Yeah, you know, don't don't let the Icelandic poets lie to you. No, don't. You know, you know, and if the, if things just seem to get like you're like like too hard, and you really just don't know how to cope with it, and you like you don't really want to accept your feelings, just just go to a cliff and just start throwing shit off of it, like. Bottles and cans and <laughs> oh yeah, I, I feel like that would work. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, uh-huh. just real quick. Why do we always feel like we're in any position to give anybody advice? I mean, seriously, why do we like like listen to us? We we know some shit. Like. Why do we always feel like like we're like we're like like no 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 that we we know listen to us. Well, from my perspective, it's kind of like um, the crackhead outside of the Seven Eleven, where it's like, hey man, I don't want you to turn out like me, all right? <laughs> I done some shit to get a bump. So yeah, it's it's kind of that thing. No, it's yeah. like huh, kids don't turn out like a Comey. <laughs> From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, you can be successful like me. (laughs) Women want me, men want to be me. No, it's just like, hey, (laughs) I've I've really fucked up, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Be pretty nice if you could avoid doing the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like 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 learn from me. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 like see, you, you try to tell people like there are some lessons you have to learn on your own, right? <laughs> but this should not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> my my whole life is summarized by the freeze frame record scratch. So <laughs> that's why God put me on this earth. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> now. I'm about to say some things that I really shouldn't say, and I know I shouldn't say them. And if you knew what I was going to say, you'd be like, you shouldn't say them. But unfortunately, this isn't playing out in real time. This already (laughs) happened, and I've already said them. (laughs) Now to tell my story, we got to go back to the beginning. And it all begins with a girl named Bjork. (laughs) Bjork. Bjork like to throw shit off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> the guy sleeping in bed, bed totally clueless? That's me. <laughs> See, Bjork had this thing where she was convinced that her television was going to hypnotize her and give her these sweat headaches. <laughs> she said the only way she could cope was to throw all my shit off a cliff. <laughs> and you know what? Now I was convinced that I was in love with her, so I was like... <laughs> Well, baby, if that's what you have to do. (laughs) And then one day, one day, just when I think everything is going really well, and I'm like, hey, baby, here's some more shit you can throw off a cliff. She's like, thank you. I was like, like, I want some more television. television." I just have to know, like, what is it about, like, when you're throwing stuff off the cliff, like, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking of my mom probably falling as rocks and then it's expiring as the rocks and I die. But it's the only way that I can live through the day of being with you. 
Wait, excuse me now? Like, <laughs> like, thinking about killing myself is the only way I can get through the day of being with you. Like, That's nice. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> then one day, everything changed. I got this book about television from a Dutch scientist. <laughs> I'm going to take the television apart. <laughs> Like, that's when I knew this relationship was about to take a turn for the worse. And then one day I came home and the house was empty. Bjork was gone. <laughs> and all I had was a television that had been taken apart. <laughs> <laughs> Bjork had been right. It did look like a little city. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> From there, it was me and Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> but the banks across the street... No, the banks across the street! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've got a screenplay here. <laughs> It's my daughter's birthday today, so, you know, feel free not to share everything with me. <laughs> Camera cuts over to me. I'm, like, in a recliner wrapped up in a blanket with a box of Kleenex going, <laughs> Bjork. <laughs> I'm, like, blowing your nose hard. <laughs> Got, like, a box of bonbons. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that... Yeah, that 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 would that would totally be it, man. <laughs> that would be it. Just you know, you in a in a Nick Cage movie, <laughs> like it's so beautiful. He didn't say a single word throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not one word. Let me let's see your stupid poet write a write a book with no words in it. <laughs> <laughs> A dramatic scene where I take the book from the Icelandic poet and just throw it off the cliff. It's like, that night, I imagined my body smashing against the rocks. <laughs> it was the only way I could make it through a day without her. And then and then it happens like, like Nick, Nicholas Cage just shows up next to you and is like, <laughs> Hey, I realize you're going through some hard times. It's like, you know what it's like? Yeah, I remember when I lost my action comics number one. <laughs> I thought it was like, was coming to an end. It's like just me and Lil Kalel. I can even tell him where he came from because I had my action comics number one. <laughs> yes, but what I think you need to understand is I'm not really here. You haven't been watching any of my movies because the TV's been taken apart. <laughs> You're just imagining all this. You just stumbled across a stash of some really good ketamine. <laughs> and then you wake up and you realize that the the TV has been taken apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the movie, the movie ends with like a, like a, an interview with Nicolas Cage. And it's like, so, um, so recently you said that you would never retire, like that you love doing this and that means a lot to you and that means a lot to your fans. Can you explain more of what that is? I got a letter once from somebody, and they were telling me how I really helped them through tough times. And, and what I said to them is like, meant a lot. 
I don't know this person and I never talked to him before, but they think that I did. <laughs> and that means something. <laughs> and as long as I mean something as people who think that I talked to them when I really didn't and gave them some good advice, then I can't give up. <laughs> so that I'd just like to say, I like you, Komi. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> Credits roll. <laughs> you haunt it. You want to get a haunted? <laughs> now, do we have the budget to get Bjork and Nicolas Cage in this film? <laughs> oh man, I, I think we kind of have to, man. I'm pretty mean, sure we can get the Kickstarter backing. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think once I, once we get the Kickstarter back and we like, okay, we've got the money to make this happen. We just need you guys. Like, <laughs> that's it. Um, that, yeah, I, I think I think everything else would just fall into place. <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine how I could possibly fail. Yeah, I, I see no ways in which this could possibly go wrong. I will not be accepting questions. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> I mean, just like so. You have Nicolas Cage, not yet, <laughs> and it's not. Do I have Nicolas Cage? It's do we have Nicolas Cage? Because <laughs> the only way we're gonna get him is with your donation, with you backing us. Then we can get Nicolas Cage. <laughs> this isn't a me thing; it's a we thing. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to end this <laughs> on. <laughs> oh man! So uh, this has been fun. <laughs> I've I've been a Comey. And my name is Turk One Eighty Two. Uh, Nicholas Cage or York, call me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else I would say about that, but like, and sometimes, you know. Akomi asked me what I would do if I never decided to join him in doing less watches and then move into a podcast. I look at first as if I'm not going to answer. And I turn to him and say, you know, that I'd probably find a way to do my own things and make my own comic books. Maybe start my own podcast. But maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't name my son Nick. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. That's <laughs> the end of True Romance. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, if I had to fuck a man, going to my head, it'd be Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <sighs> All right, well, later, everybody. <laughs> Zang, yo. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>